that's going for fight. But I love for it. Hello. Hope you are doing well. So if you're in Canada and you still happen to be off tomorrow, we hope you have the time to rest, to relax as you celebrate Canada Day with those you care about. What? what? Man, you see me being very classy and like, and you just like, choo choo, are you a train? What's <laughs> Alrighty then. Since that's all you've got, we'll leave that alone and jump right into what we have today. We have Liberia in our kitchen, and our Liberian dish is fried cabbage. Yummy, yummy, yummy fried cabbage. Okay, guys, so we're one minute <laughs> in, and we already know that Yemi enjoyed the food. So now this episode is over. We can all go home. Ah, uh, no. Okay, sorry, sorry. Anyway, we'll start with our proverb, and it goes like this. Not because you know how to cry means you must be at every funeral. I personally love this proverb and not just because it makes me think of career mourners at funerals, which really grinds my gears. If you're not familiar with it, that's a thing in some cultures. Um, an example is mine. It is not uncommon to see that people, I don't know if they're necessarily paid to cry. They are. Yeah. Some yeah. people are paid to cry at funerals. Personally, I have a problem with that, but that's just me. Yeah. It actually reminds me of a scene that I read recently and it was in the midst of a YouTube feud. And the saying was, just because someone invites you to a pity party does not mean you have to attend. Hmm. I know, right? To me, it's all about picking your battles and then managing your emotional bandwidth within that, right? That makes sense. All right, let's talk a little bit about Liberia. The official name is the Republic of Liberia. Liberia has a pretty unique story compared to most of Africa. The Republic of Liberia started as a settlement of the American Colonization Society in a land that also had indigenous Africans from the Kru and Grebo tribes. To be honest, the indigenous people and the settlers did not get along, but that's a different story, and you can read up on it a little more if you want to. In the first half of the 19th century, a combination of freed slaves, freeborn people of color, and Afro-Caribbean people moved from the Americas and settled in present-day Liberia, mm -hmm. along with the indigenous people who were already there. Naturally, they brought their cultures and their traditions with them, and elements of Liberian cuisine today share a lot of similarities with American Southern cuisine. Liberia declared its independence in 1847. The result of this is that Liberia is Africa's oldest modern republic and was never colonized during the scramble for Africa, which was when European countries divided the continent among themselves and colonized them. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't sound bitter. Anyway, Liberia is located in West Africa. It is bordered by Syria alone to the northwest, Guinea to the north, Côte d'Ivoire to the east, and the Atlantic Ocean to the south and southwest. The capital city is Monrovia. Liberia has a population of 5 million people. Just before we get into the food, we'd love to let you know you can support the show by buying us virtual coffee, mm -hmm. sponsoring ingredients, or shopping through the affiliate links on our website. I mean, you don't have to break into a <laughs> smile every time we mention the word coffee. It's virtual coffee. Nobody's really walking up to buy you a cup. I guess, but you know, I really like coffee. Mm -hmm, sure. <laughs> the relevant links are in the show notes, on our social media pages, and on the blog. So back to Liberian Cuisine. Liberian cuisine is a mix of West African indigenous foods and American Southern food. Like we said before, the American influence came from returnees from the Americas after the slave trade. 
Rice is a staple in Liberia and can be even ground into flour and used to make rice bread, which is bread made from rice flour, plantain, eggs, and some other ingredients. Another major staple is cassava, and it is eaten in different forms as fufu. And if you've listened to our podcast before, you may be familiar with fufu. I almost feel like we've mentioned fufu in every single episode. It is. Actually, it's <laughs> kind of the unifying force. <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't even eat it that often. Hmm. There's also domboy, which is a similar concept to fufu, except that unlike fufu, domboy is not fermented. You just boil and pound the cassava and you eat it with soup. Then there's GB, so letter G, letter B. GB is also pounded cassava, but it isn't as smooth as domboy. You can typically have it with okra, and when you have, which is, you can typically have it with okra, which is a vegetable also known as lady fingers. And when you have okra and GB, in that context, the okra soup is called GB medicine. Which I thought was that's, really that's funny. Pretty, that was actually very funny. <laughs> uh, Mia, I was already laughing on the inside at, at Domboy, but I'm guess. hoping that's how you say it. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it was named after someone. Okay, let me not, let me not, let me not go there, but you know, Shai, we're when, so driven when now. You, when you when you when you guys see the spelling, you'll get where my brain was going. <laughs> um, there are some other dishes you may have heard of if you listen to our podcast often. I mean, you have cassava leaf soup. That we tried in Congo Brazzaville, or palava sauce, which we mentioned in Ghana. There's also peanut soup, but this version can have okra and potatoes in it. Interesting. Anyway, there's palm butter soup, and we tried a version of this in the DRC, but this version also has okra in it. Like, why do we just randomly put okra inside things? Like, I'm not, I'm not understanding. I guess if you cut it instead of grate it, it's not like drawing, mm-hmm. you know, but. Yeah. Oh, no. There's even um, jollof rice. So I was reading this book by this guy that has, a, I think he's a, a consultant in Nigeria. And he talked about how sometimes culture is not fully, what's, I don't know what the right word is. Um, almost like you transpose something onto another people or you don't really do your research properly. And he said he was on a flight from, I think, the US to Nigeria or something like that. And they had made jollof rice. And I guess the population of people on the plane was predominantly Nigerian. So they were trying to basically, you know, serve a dish that is in line with the culture of Nigeria. So it's like they did their research, but not quite. Or somehow the research got skewed. And I think they served the rice topped with slices of fried okra or something random like that. Actually, fried okra is not bad, actually. Why do I want it in my rice? Though? On top, no, it's not maybe i don't know if it was supposed to be garnishing but i Mm -hmm. I, but the mental image i didn't care for it Mm. anyway yeah but speaking of jollof rice yeah speaking of jollof rice liberia also makes a version of jollof rice like many west african countries jollof rice is rice that is cooked in tomato sauce and we definitely talked about it before you can also find tobuji which is a stew made with tobuji beans and palm oil there is also check rice, which can be made with check rice and gravy. You make check rice or chok rice by cooking jute leaves, also called ewedu or malokia, blending it and mixing it with boiled rice. When there are no jute leaves, people use spinach or okra as a substitute. Again with the okra. <laughs> well, and this is probably a testament to Liberia's migration history. There's a common dish is collards or cabbage. You cook collard greens or cabbage with onions, peppers, and some meat. And that brings us back to our feature dish. Yepers. So let's get into the cabbage. Mm -hmm. I saw it called fried cabbage. I saw it called Liberian cabbage. And I saw it called just cabbage. So 
we're calling it cabbage, but it's a special Liberian cabbage. At this point, I want to send a special shout out to Auntie Angie for Hi, coming Auntie through, Angie. <laughs> coming through with a recipe for me. She's from Liberia, and she's the mother of one of my oldest and dearest friends. But I've also adopted her as my auntie. Auntie, your food is very sweet. It's very sweet, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> I basically combined the recipe she sent with the instructions she sent. So she had a, like a, she found a recipe that came close to how she makes it, and then she added her own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing she said was that she added sometimes she might add carrots or greens to hers but yours truly brought out the carrots and then promptly forgot to use them so yeah okay i'll report you (laughs) just give me auntie angie's number okay (laughs) i've already reported myself sorry okay good so even though the cabbage starts off being fried the cabbage pretty much looks like steamed cabbage but steamed cabbage that has its life together Mm -hmm. the cabbage is slightly translucent um, and the picture will show it paired with meat. It could be translucent, but also it could look kind of brownish. Mm-hmm. And depending, I guess, on how much you fry it, it could be darker than that. Yeah. So to make the cabbage, um, so you need cabbage, onions, scotch bonnet pepper, a little bit of tomato paste, oil, salt, and your meats. Now, the recipe that we used showed the person making it, cooking the meat from scratch. I already had some cooked meats that I wanted to use. I used smoked turkey and smoked sausage that had been sliced. Those are already cooked, so I didn't have to cook any meat separately. To make the cabbage, you chopped it. So you don't want to chop it so small that they take in too much oil. Mm -hmm. You will see pictures of the cabbage size that I used on the blog. Now beware, feedback was I had cut it a little too big. But guys, I was so tired. Like, have you ever tried to cut up a whole cabbage? You have to get that big knife, then cut through the stem. And then I just looked at it and I was just like, ah. And I was just yeah, using mandolin. I don't know what you're doing. That's even worse. How is it worse? A mandolin? Yeah. Isn't that the one that slices your stuff really thin? Yeah. How did you get that to work on a cabbage? You were just divide the cabbage in four parts and just. I need to see that because well, me, I, I, I don't know. I I kind of got tired, so I just cut it up. <laughs> <laughs> so you cut up your cabbage and then you heat up the oil. You fry it in the oil. Now the thing is, cabbage is very bulky, right? But then with time, it wilts with the mm-hmm. heat. So what you might want to do to get it all to fit in your pot is to fry it bit by bit. Um, I'm sorry, when I say fry, when I say fry it bit by bit, I don't mean like you take fry some out and you take it out. You just keep adding as the cabbage continues to wilt. You keep adding more and more until you have all the cabbage into the pot, and then you turn it so that the oil kind of coats everything. Right? Then after I did that, I added the onion and pepper mix. So I had blended the onions and the peppers together. I put that in and then one tablespoon of tomato paste. I think the tomato paste is actually optional. Um, some people use like a whole can, like a small can, but I only used one tablespoon because Auntie Angie said, well, she doesn't use a lot of it. It's not a stew. so She prefers it with little tomato paste. And of course, the other thing with tomato paste is I think if I had used a lot more, it would have been a bit of a sharper taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just one tablespoon of tomato paste. Yeah. If you're using raw meat, you want to cook it, cook it on the side. I use smoked meats. So I didn't need any additional cooking. And then I added them last. Um, I would say the whole cooking process took about 40 minutes, but it will vary depending on the size of your cabbage. Mm. Um, once I had gotten the cabbage kind of all wilted, all of it into the pot, the rest of the process took about 25 minutes. Um, if you're going to choose to add carrots and greens at some point, depending on how crunchy you like your carrots, I would say maybe once the cabbage is wilted, maybe add the carrots then. So the question is, Timmy, how much did you like this? Yeah, because you already know I like it. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know how when you were describing it, you said it's like cabbage that had its life together? Yes. So me, as I was eating it, 
it felt like my own life was bonding and jamming together. <laughs> Literally, it's like, I was like, the cabbage was bonding my life. I don't understand. Like you and the cabbage were bound. No, you know how you're eating oh, something and all your sorrows was bringing your life together. Yeah, it oh, felt wow. like all my sorrows were falling wow. away. You know, Liberia, you have a fan. You have Honestly, a very big fan it, here. It kind of felt like <laughs> as I was eating it, you know, chop life and forget your sorrows. You know? <laughs> it was so flavorful. It was so delicious. Oh God, have mercy! It was peppery but sweet, but also because the cabbage absorbed the flavor of what's around it mm-hmm. every bite felt like you were eating the delicious turkey because ijama is turkey so mm-hmm. every bite felt like you were eating turkey again and again and again and again oh <laughs> it was so good <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> lord so basically i mean if you have steamed or fried cabbage that's the consistency that's kind of how it is but this one yeah it's it's Mm. In fact, it's like the cabbage was used as a binding agent to bind all my sorrows and throw them into the sea. So when life <laughs> gives you lemons, you eat cabbage. Yes, Liberian. It's like okay, not just any cabbage. Not just anyone. Liberian no, no, no. cabbage. Okay. Liberian, Liberian cabbage. fried cabbage. Okay. This is so good. It's really good. <laughs> Super straightforward, simple, and it's light. So you don't feel like you know a little hippo when you're done. No, because it's cabbage, right? Yeah, and it's like oh my god. So basically, normally, um. When Ijama prepares food, she usually gives me enough to last like two meals. Usually the first time I'll taste it, I don't taste it again. But this one, hmm. The baby girl. Whoa. <laughs> I sat as I was watching Judge Judy. I sat down and I whacked the whole thing. <laughs> oh, not only did she do that, she did you actually you've been making cabbage, haven't you? It inspired I've, you to make cabbage. I've been eating a lot of cabbage since <laughs> every day. I've just been eating cabbage. Please, Liberia, <laughs> come and carry this girl and give her a passport. In fact, I'll follow you. Please. <laughs> <laughs> just point in the general direction. I'll follow you. It's like they use this. You know, it's it's useful to use your mumu button. Oh, touch and follow. So basically, mumu button or touch and follow is when it's generally referred to as when you have like a younger girl or someone or, you know, and anyway, people dating each other and then one person can just do something and no matter how angry or whatever you've hit their soft spot basically you've hit their soft spot so so much so that they do whatever you want Mm -hmm. you know i just kind of follow you to the end of the earth so Ah, maybe applause applause (laughs) yeah but it it was i think it was i don't know it the flavors came really well together Mm -hmm. and because i think just the idea because cabbage acts like tofu it just absorbs everything so Mm. the flavor just just ah so it's like eating flavored cabbage. Oh. Kind of. Uh, well, that, that that's a hard act to follow. Now I don't even know what to say because I... Okay. You can't say anything apart from the fact that it tasted good. So no, it did taste good, but it's just a matter of... I can't say it the way she said it. Um, so now I have to bring it down because I'm like going like all like... What's the word? Technical. Object. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me. I was like, oh, the smoky cabbage. Okay, smoky. Cool, yeah, cool, the, cool. That's why there are two. That's why there are two people on this podcast. So yeah, I said my. No, I, I I really liked it too. And as someone who has actually had stir fried cabbage before, this is definitely the best version I've ever had. Um, I've had it with ground beef, and I didn't really care for that particular recipe. But in this case, it was so simple. the The good thing about cabbage is that it has a lot of water, so you don't actually need any water to cook this. But it still brings out a nice flavorful sauce that kind of goes into the cabbage. And the cabbage, even though it's bland, it has a distinct 
spiciness i think is the right word cabbage mm-hmm. has its own spiciness that yeah. also without went into the sauce and the like kind tangy yeah almost like a tangy i guess tangy would be the word or like a bite it has a little mm-hmm. bit of a bite mm-hmm. and and those flavors kind of melded together in terms of the texture of the cabbage the cooking time i liked because it wasn't it wasn't too soft for me it wasn't too crispy um i would eat it by itself or i yeah. would eat it as an accompaniment to something like maybe bulgur or rice although um auntie angie <laughs> did say it's served often with fried plantain oh i had it by itself like no you can definitely I, I'm, okay embarrassing story like this is how much when i was done i actually you know how you are using you can use your finger and lick the bowl oh my like, god I literally, i'm not kidding i see <laughs> i actually li- like you know when you're like oh my god this is done like you know when it's like i actually licked i'm telling you that was a lot of cabbage to eat in one sitting no i'm thinking about it now I, I, well, I guess all you ate was cabbage. Uh, that was so, all I ate. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, I, it's, I feel like you're challenging me. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to food shame you or anything like that. No. But I was just imagine, no, but it was really good. And cabbage is healthy too. So, mm-hmm. see? Healthy yeah. and delicious. No, it was, it was really good. <laughs> Typically, whatever you use for this kind of cabbage, often it is smoked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very good idea. Yeah. It's a flavor that I think I would keep. I wouldn't make it with anything else no. more comfortably with anything. But it has to be smoked. Yeah. Smoked chicken, smoked turkey. I don't like smoked fish, but I guess if you made it, made it with smoked fish, that mm. would work That too. smokiness actually mm-hmm. adds that final oomph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it, friends. This one is easy to make with ingredients you can easily find. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of healthy too if you don't use too much oil. Mm-hmm. Cabbage has a lot of water, so it probably wouldn't be very dry, even if you use a little oil. In my mind, this could pass as a warm salad, even. And if you want to get your kids to eat more vegetables, yeah. trust me, it was good. We're saying get your kids to eat vegetables. What do you say about people like me that don't even like vegetables? I'm, I'm the one lining up there with the children, talking <laughs> about, I don't want to eat these vegetables. So this is a good way for me to eat some vegetables. <sighs> Liberia, you guys, yeah, you have a winner here. So good. I don't even think she's speaking English anymore because I didn't hear what she said. But okay, words. Liberia, she loves you. Words and more words. Okay, uh, so you guys, I need to go and check on Yemi after whatever it was that she said. She said Mm, that nobody understands. So good. So good. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again soon. Thank you for listening. While the podcast airs every two weeks, we have a backlog of episodes just waiting for you to enjoy. The show is a collaboration between Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. African My Kitchen is produced by Tunuka Media and co-hosted with 234 Pantry. So while on Instagram, visit both Tunuka Media and 234 Pantry. With Tunuka Media, you'll find out about more shows produced which aren't necessarily food-related, while on 234 Pantry, you will get more food-related content. For example, Tunuka Media also produces another show called Overlooked, which I host. All the links with the relevant information to connect with us are located in the show notes. Like, subscribe, and share within your community. We'd also really love for you to give the show a high rating wherever you enjoy your podcasts.